0: What worked a decade ago in a standard portfolio isn't the case today. And with the pseudo interest rate environment, market being volatile type of combination, you have to be creative.
1: Never let a good crisis go to waste. There's so much opportunity right now. Don't miss it. Welcome to the Next Level Advisor. On this week's episode, we revisit ways to keep connecting with clients and coworkers alike even when you can't meet with them face-to-face. Join Morgan Christensen, Pinnacle's Vice President of Retirement Services, as he asks Sierra Ridge founder James Slaughter how he maintained his connections through innovative virtual methods.
0: Welcome to Next Level Advisor Podcast. My name is Morgan Christensen, VP Retirement Services here down in Florida with the great Pinnacle Group. Um, have a, a good friend of mine and client here to the Pinnacle Group, James Slaughter, joining us from a chilly Sacramento, coming off some uh, record cold temperatures this week. But he was uh, kind enough to get out of bed this morning, to leave his warm room and, and come in and join us here for this podcast today. So James, welcome.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course,
0: man. Well, I appreciate your time as always. How are things, man? I mean, I, I, catching up with you, you know, with LinkedIn and try, well, I guess trying to, you know, catch up with you on your Instagram, you know, married life, running around and Carmel. How, how are things been, man, the past, you know, 30, 60 days?
1: Life's well, been great, man. Uh, it, uh, it's definitely been an interesting couple months and last few weeks for sure. You know, we're really gearing up for this next year. You know, uh, the start of the year is always, uh, I think, the best opportunity for advisors and and us as a firm, Sierra Ridge Wealth Management. So getting through the business planning and not only uh, at a a corporate level with Sierra Ridge, but also with all the advisors, it's it's exciting times. So lots of good things happening and it's keeping me busy. But uh, looking forward to the holidays that are approaching quickly. How about yourself? Right there with you, my
0: friend. Uh, Looking forward to the holidays, um, having that moment to hang with some family, which has been quite a challenge this year, given the current environment. And then for those that are listening here today, I know Sierra Ridge just because I remember, you know, watching this whole thing pretty much get born, you know, as your first day coming on board with Next Financial. And, um, you know, hearing the vision that you had, and some of the, the the strategy that you were looking to develop, and to where you are today, uh, been quite amazing, and, and something as I use as an example to different advisors, broker dealers, and different firms across the country. Uh, but to give a little bit more context for those that are listening in, um, James, can you give us a little background on Sierra Ridge, uh, your vision for the company, but then also, you know, what makes you guys a little bit more unique than the standard financial advising firm?
1: Sure. Yeah. The, the, the vision was quite simple, Morgan. My business partner and I, Giancarlo Fodi, and I worked together at an, another large national firm that uh, supposedly was independent, but it wasn't true independence. And we tried to create an atmosphere and a model over at this firm, and we just couldn't do it. And I spent 10 years there uh, of my career and ultimately got to a point where I wanted to create a truly supported independent model. I think there's a huge opportunity in the independent channel. And I don't think uh, there are a lot of good options out there for advisors that want independence, but then do not want the headache surrounding running their own business. So that's what we set out to do. And it's you know going to be three years early this uh, next year. And it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, not going to lie, I would, did not anticipate how much time and energy and work it would take to actually build this model out. But uh, like Pinnacle, we made some very good decisions early on and we invested heavily in the technology. We invested in some incredible staff. And we built out this platform that advisors can plug and play into leverage the support that we have here internally and really focus on the growth of their practice. And that really is what it comes down to. It's uh, helping advisors being able to uh, focus and spend time on the growth and their clients and take all the operational headache off of their shoulders. So, It's been great. You know, we took that to market and we've been very successful. We just brought on, uh, actually, our 12th advisor today is uh, is activating this morning and we're excited to have him up in the Fresno area. And we've got a couple other advisors that are gearing up to start early this next year in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, excited to have an announcement coming soon about a new office that we are uh, opening up. Uh, above and beyond our Oregon office that we opened earlier this year. So it's been good. You know, it's, uh, it's been a great run. We're excited. And uh, right now we're, we're knee deep in business planning and we're really um, going to be driving kind of the growth for this next year. And uh, you know, a huge believer in business planning, not just for advisors, but also uh, at the corporate level, you know, everything needs to, uh, To be tied to a good business plan. So excited for that and excited for the continued growth that we're going to have.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. And I remember when we were first having this conversation and you told me a little bit about your model. And and at that time, I really didn't hear of anybody else trying to build something similar. So when you look at it, the recruiting front, it sounds like a lot of fun, but you know better than anybody. There's a lot of headaches that go into it uh and a lot of different things that are involved but i guess given the environment what has changed in your recruiting tactics when you're looking at bringing on and and onboarding some advisors looking at it compared to 2019 to 2020 uh the fact that you know maybe you're not in a position where people will be willing to meet in person or come to the office um how has that worked How, how have you guys been able to overcome some of the challenges this year
1: yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of challenges that COVID has brought up, and I think, you know, we are very well positioned for a lot of these with the technology, but focusing on the recruiting standpoint, and, and recruiting sometimes is a dirty word, you know, I, I like to, to say I'm in charge of the growth for our firm, and it's really a relationship building uh, you know, honesty and transparency around the offering and the platform that we have, I think is missed by a lot of recruiters. Um, You know, unfortunately a lot of these recruiters, I think will, will tell candidates anything they want to hear to get them to, uh, you know, sign and to come on board. And after advisors actually make that transition, a lot of the promises that were made end up being empty. And so I think, you know, Distinguishing yourself in the recruiting process is really, really important. Specifically, COVID and the changes from last year to this year, I think the opportunity is really, you know, seems to be that a lot of these firms have not been able to adapt as quickly, especially the larger firms. It takes a long time to make changes. And because of COVID, things have changed so quickly, advisors have not been able to capitalize and take advantage of a lot of the opportunity out there. And, and I think the opportunity for an advisor is being able to provide the resources for the clients. A lot of that needs to be done virtually right now. And you know you can look at everything from virtual capabilities with meeting with clients, to signing paperwork to virtual marketing to having virtual events and getting you know advertisement out there all of these things depending on what firm you're at you know you may or may not be able to fully take advantage of that so that's one of the things that being a part of the atria family through next financial we uh, we have the ability to be nimble and to make adjustments and if we need to get things approved we can do that very very quickly so that's been that's been huge for our current group of advisors but also being able to share, what we've been able to do with new recruits, a lot of it's been tied to the marketing capabilities, and um, I, I just I find it very hard to understand why a lot of these big name firms, these big warehouse firms, are so restrictive and have not been able to uh, make the necessary changes to allow advisors to fully take advantage of this opportunity. And the individuals that are actually hurt are the clients. Clients are the ones that are, in, in, in one sense, being taken advantage of because these advisors are not being able to provide the level of service that they should during this time. No, and that's so important.
0: And and unfortunately, that trickle down effect is in is in everything, right? Where changes can't happen at the top. It you know the, the the end user, the end clients, the one that's going to be uh, the most affected. Um, and and I think what you've done, just my own personal opinion on your firm is, you know, looking at CRH is, is you've done that. I mean, you have your, your, your market updates that I know a lot of firms do, but I feel like you get into that emotional level with your advisors and your clients. So it's more of a relationship than just a business transaction. And, and I guess just, you know, while we're on the note of just, you know, the individual client, what has been some of the feedback from some of these clients, whether the ones that have worked with you for a long time that have seen this kind of crazy market we've been in this year, what has some of their feedback been to maybe some of these advisors that have came over from a different firm and really just kind of getting integrated with them here? Um, what are their clients saying? You got anything you can share there
1: um, from, from the client's perspective? Absolutely. You know, we did a, a, a great job early on with the pandemic making sure we had open communication with our clients. So there's a couple ways that we did this. One, we created a newsletter that would come out uh, every other week that uh, we call it the, the capital market outlook. And that would be everything from what's going on with the market and the economy to the election, how portfolios are being managed and allocated and we would email blast that to all of our clients on a regular basis. We also set up a, a webinar, the Trail Guide web series that we host every other week. And we would bring in different partners and different speakers. And we hosted health experts that talked about COVID and you know, all sorts of different things that were extremely timely for our clients. So we got great participation from that. It was interactive. Clients could ask questions. So from that standpoint, we were really engaged with our clients and we were keeping them updated on everything that we were doing. And I think we did a really good job navigating uh, through the last six, seven, eight months. Another piece of that, though, is also the education for the advisors, because the advisors are on the front lines having those conversations with clients so we also host internally here at Sierra Ridge uh, regular meetings every Wednesday morning. We have an all-staff meeting, all-advisor meeting. It's really focused with our PMA, our Portfolio Manager Associate, Tim Watkins, that handles the investment side and is really giving the updates from our investment committee that meets every week to all of the advisors with talking points to be able to have those discussions with clients, as well as discussing the uh the trading that's happening on a regular basis in our portfolio so you know most of the portfolio is in our core models but we do have satellite or opportunity uh, sleeves and there is or has been more trading that's happened on a regular basis with those so updates in regards to the opportunities and what we're doing with the portfolios so that advisors can be prepared to have those conversations with clients uh, if they need to, or when they're meeting on a quarterly or semiannual basis. But I think really from the client's perspective, it's really just been appreciation for the updates. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we hear the most, you know, it's keeping, they appreciate being kept in the loop, knowing what's going on, and they're not nervous because they know they're getting the information and, and uh, they're getting the feedback that uh I think they want to hear. So from that standpoint, I think we've done a great job. I don't think we're past the woods yet. I think it's going to be a rocky couple months. Obviously with the transition for the election and everything surrounding that, but also COVID, you know, you know, we really feel like the next couple months and into this next year COVID is uh is going to um cause some damage again and I think we have to all keep a close eye on that. The communication has to continue to be there and we're going to have to make adjustments as we move forward uh, with the portfolios based on everything that's happening. And it will, you know, yet to be determined how things are going to play out this next year. And it
0: sounds like if you're going to make a, maybe not a recommendation but give some advice to an advisor who's listening on this call, it would be to be extra communicative to their clients and making sure they're aware and not, you know,
1: running away from when you get some bad news. Uh, would Would you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, and and not to, uh, you know, be an ad for Sierra Ridge Wealth Management, but that's the hard part for an individual advisor out there. Any advisor that's an independent right now, creating the content and being able to get all of that approved and through compliance and actually distributing all of that that information, that's what's so difficult. That's the operational side of things. It takes an awful lot of work if you don't have a designated uh, marketing coordinator or team to do that. And, you know, that's one of the things going back to the recruiting uh, and one of the big needs for most advisors that I talk to is they're just overwhelmed. They have, they just don't know where to begin. They, they don't know where to start and just the time that they need to put in to creating this content and getting it out there, it can be a little daunting and overwhelming. So, you know, it's a, you're in a tough spot if you're an independent by yourself, you know, and even attached to an OSJ, most OSJs are going to purely do supervision and compliance. They're not actually performing any other duties to help and support you. And especially if you're uh, a smaller producer, I would say in the 250 to 750 thousand dollar TGR or GDC range, it's tough to be able to spend the money to hire the staff to help. It's uh, it's a tough spot to be in. I mean, time management,
0: you know, it's an it's a challenge being able to service the clients, but then also create the marketing if you're doing it all on your own. And I do think that's what what's been so attractive about your model. And what you've built as a firm is, you know, from a recruitment standpoint, you know, advisor comes in and they're worried about just being an advisor, right? Go build those relationships and and have the the fundamental conversations with your clients and and let us, um, as a firm kind of help you with everything else. So, I, 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 kudos to you and Giancarlo for, um, not only having the, the vision here, but then also the work ethic. And all the other, you know, additional items that go into it to put this something, you know, put something like this together. So it hasn't been easy. I've personally gotten some of the phone calls here late on a Thursday night, you know, with some frustrations on this, that, or whatever. But uh it's that grit and it's that continuous drive to just keep pushing through and, and to be better. And I, I think you guys have done that. And in regards to content creation, I got some buddies at Pinnacle that could happily put some things together. So if you are an independent advisor listening in on this call, you do have a team here at Pinnacle that can help. So please, you know, you know, give one of us here a call and we can kind of do some things that are in line with what you're looking at with your firm and your own individual practice. And if you got any additional questions or something in regards to what we see others doing, we'd be happy to share.
1: Uh, real quick too Morgan you know we've worked together with your marketing team a lot especially early on. you guys were incredible to help us everything from the marketing standpoint and the, the customization of our website to doing some of these you know podcasts or Facebook lives and vlogs. And and we, we leverage you guys heavily. So there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of help that you guys can provide to some of these advisors. So absolutely, I would highly recommend reaching out to, to Morgan and the marketing team at Pinnacle and they can be great partners for you.
0: James, I appreciate that. You know, we could talk doom and gloom, you know, 2020 COVID all day long, but. Give me some of the good stuff. What's something that uh, kind of made you, your wife, the rest of the team, you know, smile in that regards?
1: You know, I think early on, my biggest fear was the marketing, especially from an event standpoint, client appreciation, prospecting. I'm a huge face-to-face. I love the marketing. Uh, When I was an advisor, you know, back in the day, you know, still I'm an advisor, but early on in my career, I spent a lot of time. Uh, building my practice through marketing events, workshops, seminars. And that is something I really, I think, did a very good job building out here for Sierra Ridge. And I was extremely nervous when COVID hit. You know, what were we going to do? How were we going to switch gears from the happy hour mixers that we hosted on our rooftop bar here to all of the in-person marketing, you know, really focused for clients, but also for, for networking with other advisors. And it, it took a little bit of time, but I think one of the highlights to come out of this and something that I've really enjoyed has been switching gears to more virtual uh, event planning. You know, we, we have a, a team, Melissa and some of our other staff that helps coordinate some of these events, but we've had some, some really great turnout and some great participation from clients and prospects and referrals Uh, One that we just did this past Wednesday was a virtual uh, wine tasting event. So we ended up shipping out uh, a wine kit with eight six ounce sampler bottles to different clients and prospects around the country. And then we hired a wine educator that came out and went through a tasting and there was food pairings and we did that all through zoom. And that was just a a really fun event. We've done, I think four of those events and we've done some other happy hour events and some cooking classes and next and Atria hosted a couple events as well. So it's just been, you know, not quite the same thing as in person, but it's been fun to actually see people be in front of them, be able to socialize and hang out. And these are very just focused on spending time with our clients, not heavy in terms of the education. We'll do a little bit of education, but it's really more being able to spend time face to face with clients. And I've really enjoyed that. You know, it would be extremely difficult for for me not to be able to see and spend time with these clients in a social setting. So that's been a, a kind of a surprise positive uh, that we've been able to to come up with during covid.
0: Hey, I personally have done one of those wine tastings, and they are a great time. I I always kind of joked with you, James, that you were more like the social chair for Sierra Ridge because you were going in, making sure that there was an event happening, making sure that you had people coming into the office on Thursdays or doing something, you know, in the community on Tuesdays. And that's one of the challenges that COVID created is that you can't have that human interaction. And then we've adopted technology, you know, like, you know, where we are today using Microsoft Teams and Zoom and using that as more a way to get face to face. Now, in regards to not just general conversation with your clients, but when it comes to doing business, uh, let's say going through a full financial plan, going through the selection of maybe some alternative strategies, has that been favorable going through and, and doing or using Zoom or have clients been kind of saying, no, let's hold off. Let's see. Maybe we can meet face to face in person with some masks on. How has that been perceived or, or more or less received by the clients using the technology or not for some of these you know more private, intimate conversations?
1: Sure. Uh, good question. I think 75 to 80 percent of the clients, it's been amazing. They have um, received it extremely well. And I think that push to kind of the digital virtual world is it was coming. It's here. It's here to stay. That's what the future will be. But there's definitely a a percentage of our clients, especially some of the elderly clients that, you know, have struggled to some degree with it. So we've done some 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 training and really are walking them through the process of doing a DocuSign and doing the Zoom. And I think for those clients, personally, with my practice, it's just making sure to help walk them through it and not throwing them into it. And most of them have been able to figure it out after a couple meetings. And same from a financial planning basis. I think the technology is all there, but it's just educating and training individuals on it. But I still have some clients that, you know, I still meet with in person put a mask on or we met outside uh, to, to have a couple of those in the driveway. And, uh, you know, we're happy to accommodate some of those individuals, but for the most part, it's been very well received for me, especially as, you know, I grow a footprint for Sierra Ridge along the West coast and, and now expanding to some other States. It, it's very helpful to be able to have uh, my practice dialed in where I can, I can work virtually anywhere Uh, with all of my clients. And, you know, I don't miss a beat with that. So, uh, so far, it's been, uh, it's been great. And again, going back to the heavy investment that we made in technology about 18 months ago, we were perfectly prepared for COVID with a seamless transition. And I believe that a lot of firms out there are still struggling to bring uh, the full capabilities to be able to do Everything that they need to virtually, and it's still going to take some time for a lot of these firms to catch up.
0: And you know, something that we've seen personally on our end is is a lot of these companies have been reluctant to adopt the technology change pre-COVID, and then now having to be in the midst of it and figure out a way to still conduct business and having to use this technology, uh, it's been a lot of challenges. And something that you know, you, myself. And other, you know, financial professionals have had to to go through where what should be super simple isn't and there's no other way around it.
1: Yeah. and, And take a lot of, you know, take an advisor who's, let's say, been in the industry for 20, 25 years and may not have the experience or the training to work with all this modern technology. Even if this technology is rolled out, a lot of these offices are still shut down. I mean, in California out here, it's we are reshutting everything down in Sacramento County and a lot of the surrounding counties, and I think it's going to get tough again, and I think a lot of businesses are going to be shut, including investment firms, but a lot of these advisors just have not been able to get walked through how to even use this new technology that's getting rolled out. That's a problem too. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot more frustrations from this from a lot of advisors. And you're seeing so many advisors leave the Wirehouse channel and and look at the independent space where they have more flexibility to get some of this help and support that they need to continue to be an advisor moving forward in today's modern technology. And then in regards to kind of clients, I don't know if I fully answered the question, but I think it's definitely uh, a lot of planning focused. We're huge believers in planning, making sure that we uh, are reevaluating that plan with everything that's going on right now. And I think from an investment management standpoint, you know, you have to, everyone says that you got to think long-term, uh, which is 100% correct. You don't want to make emotional decisions, but you also have to be intelligent about how you're allocated right now and being a little bit on the safer side. It makes sense. You know, we did very well over the last year, especially in some of the opportunistic space, but you know, we've scaled back some of that and gotten a little bit more defensive. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities created but above and beyond that, I think it's also leveraging partnerships like Pinnacle and looking at certain products that I think can be guaranteed or have some floors in place on the annuity side. I think there's a lot of opportunities if you haven't already done that to, uh, to allocate some of the assets to that. Also, the insurance side is so important to make sure the foundation you know, it's, it's tough right now, especially if someone just went through COVID, hopefully you had the the foundation in place with the insurance, but that's something that a lot of people forget about. So making sure that you're well-rounded through the financial planning process and allocated appropriately in all of these areas to, to correctly build the house from the foundation up is crucial right now. No, I, I can't say it better than that. And uh, plan
0: first, product second. I mean, that's as an organization we we stick with that, and I think it's so important. You got to you got to build the foundation and go from there. And I know that you and, and your your portfolio managers have done a great job, you know, with the markets building out certain things, whether it being aggressive here or defensive here, but then also incorporating different options where what worked a decade ago in a standard portfolio isn't the case today. And with the pseudo interest rate environment, market being volatile, type of combination, it, you have to be creative. And I think you have all done a phenomenal job of asking questions and and really posing some things where you know most advisors aren't. And I think that's a testament to you know the you all as a firm. And, and James, everything you said here, I think it's been fantastic. So if I'm an advisor and I'm listening on this conversation, and there's one thing I'm going to remember. Because you know, as soon as we wrap up, we're right back to our and emails and client calls and you know whatever else we have going on in our personal lives. But one tidbit of information, advice that you would provide, what would that be, sir?
1: Never let a good crisis go to waste. We are in the middle of a crisis right now. I started my career in, in 08 and got exposure to everything that happened in the credit crisis. I did very, very well for myself. I brought on way more assets than I should have as a brand new advisor, but that's because I was out there networking, picking up the phone, making the dials, having the hard conversations. And it was an incredible asset gathering opportunity. We're in that exact same time frame right now. And those only come about, you know, once every decade or every seven or eight years. And it's been a while since the last one. I think a lot of advisors have missed the boat in the first seven or eight months of this but the good news is there's still time to take advantage of it so the one piece of advice i would say is be prepared to work your rear end off but this next year is going to be an incredible opportunity if you really want to set yourself up either launch your career give a good boost to your career Or if you're in the tail end of your career, really beef it up for a transition to another advisor down the road, this is the time to do it. And if you miss it, you're not going to see it for for quite some time. So I hope uh, advisors are taking advantage of it. Unfortunately, a lot of advisors that I talk to, you know, from a recruiting standpoint uh, have not taken advantage of it. And it's not always their fault. A lot of that's tied to their firm or their broker dealer as well, but There's so much opportunity right now. Don't miss it. I love it. I love it. And you always have two ways to look at things. And I think
0: remaining positive has been something that I think has driven a lot of your success here, James, is there is opportunity in everything. And you always look for a reason to call your clients. Now we have no excuse but to always call them, right? There's always something to be able to speak on now at this moment in time. So take advantage of it. But uh, I really appreciate that, James.
1: I'm excited about where we're headed. You know, there's, uh, there's going to be a lot of hard work ahead of us, but it's an exciting time, and it's an exciting time for me personally and for Sierra Ridge and all of our advisors. So thank you so much for your support. This wraps up the Next Level Advisor for 2020, but we'll be releasing more episodes for you in 2021. If there are any topics you'd like for us to discuss in the coming year, please reach out to marketing at PinnacleIFS.com with your suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. That's marketing at PinnacleIFS.com. See you next year.